You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon to you. Jim and Trent, we say hello here on the Big Talker 1700. And we've got a dynamic show here for you today. Coming up 420, Seth Gruen, Big Ten Unfiltered. He will be our guest once again coming up at about 420. Adam Teacher is going to join us. ESPN, he covers the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll uh, do some Chiefs conversation and also some AFC West as well. At 5 o'clock, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. Clone fans, uh, media day today. We'll roll through everything with Alex. And at 520, Paul Meyerberg from USA Today, the latest on the Ohio State scenario. And also we run around all of college football. Trent, my brother, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, Jimmy B. Getting uh, rejuvenated after the baseball season came to a close here a week and a half ago and uh, fired up for football right around the corner. We had preseason games uh, last Thursday, obviously, with the Bears and Ravens. We get a full slate Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. Football is here. We got our high school football coverage underway. We are just, uh, well, two and a half weeks away, Jimmy B., from our first football Friday night. Can't wait. It's always exciting, and both of us are really, really jacked about the upcoming season as well because we both think that Iowa State and Iowa are going to be contending in their respective divisions and I and in their league. I, I just find it really, really interesting, Trent, that both schools are just on the outside looking in of the top 25, both of them. Fringes of the top 25. And, yeah, yeah. the coaches' poll came out. What, a few days ago, and uh, both Iowa and Iowa State were in the receiving votes category. They each had eight votes uh, from wherever that may be, wherever they came from. <laughs> I haven't broken it down. I know with the AP, you can go through and figure out exactly you know, where each and every one of these ones are. But it's a season with expectations on both sides. And, Jim, yes. though we talk about both teams throughout the summertime, I certainly can't remember. I've been doing this now for... 15 years. Good God, I'm getting old. 15 years I've been on the radio yakking about the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. And during that time, I cannot remember a season that had expectations on both sides quite like this. Wow, wow, that's incredible. Uh, look, this is, this is going to be a season where if one of these teams trips up, like say Iowa gets upset by Northern Illinois, or Iowa State gets upset by South Dakota State. I mean, people are just going to go absolutely nuts, Trent, because I think the expectation, the fan bases for both, uh, is sky high. And I'm okay with that because I believe both of these teams uh, have those kind of credentials coming off what we saw last year, both of them with bowl victories, both of them returning an awful lot of players, including starting quarterback, which is always key. And from that standpoint, you have to figure that if you're a Hawk or a clone, you have to figure that your team is not just going to win six games. You're looking for even something better than that. Well, and, and I was had expectations before. They've had expectations certainly a lot bigger than this year. You, you go back to... 2005, 2010, those were both years where I was on the fringes, not the top 25, but the top 10 going into the season. 
and both mm-hmm. of those years they they disappointed uh, compared to where the preseason rankings were. There have had other years where the expectations were competing for a Big Ten title, winning the division. They've been there before. The difference, though, Jim, is what's happening in Ames. That's what's different about this. Iowa State, it seems so different because a lot of years it was, well, maybe with this break and that break and, and they steal this game here, they can get to 6-6. Six and six. They can get to bowl eligibility. Those were the summer conversations that we would have. The difference now, though, is it's not just about getting to bowl eligibility. After what they did a year ago, the upset wins. Because the difference between when even Iowa State was a bowl team, there was such a tall hill for them to climb. They had to beat a Texas, beat a Oklahoma, beat those schools. And right. frankly, that wasn't realistic. It wasn't realistic under the previous regimes. As good as Dan McCarney had things rolling and had the best year of recent history, you have to go back to the 70s, anything close to that, of what he did in 2000 with the 9-3 and record. Even that, or when they were competing for the Big 12 North title. The Big 12 North at the time was terrible. Nebraska was down. Colorado was down from their previous regime. Even K-State had taken a step back from national championship aspirations. It was a bad division, and even then it was, well, yeah, get a win here and be 5-3 and three, and then go and be like Colorado did that year that Iowa State crapped the bed and lose 70-3 to in the Big 12 championship game. It's such a difference now, though, with Iowa State. It's not about getting to six. It's talking no. about competing yeah. at the top level. Yeah. The win mm-hmm. last year against Oklahoma. The TCU win was nice. That was a home game, though. We've seen them beat good teams at home. But to go on the road against Oklahoma, an Oklahoma team that we saw how talented they were throughout the season, the run they gave Georgia in the national semifinal. This was a great football team, and Iowa State didn't get them a Jack Trice. They went down there. They won that football game with a backup quarterback that got how many reps going into that? How many reps did Kyle Kemp have going into that week? (laughs) Not a whole lot. It was Jacob Park's team. They go down there. They win that game, and it wasn't a fluke. This wasn't when they upset Nebraska one year, Nebraska turned it over eight times. It's nothing like that. They went to Oklahoma and they straight up beat them. They beat the Sooners. Oklahoma had the ball with a chance to win it. And what do they do? Joel Lanning comes in, makes a play on fourth down, makes Baker Mayfield scramble, throws an incompletion, and they win the football game. Alan Lazard goes and makes a play. It wasn't a deflection. It wasn't anything goofy. This is a football team that competed at that highest level last year, and that's why the expectations for Cyclone Nation were in the past. You could scoff at them at times. You could... You could even laugh at them, really, Jimmy B. There are some times where it just, they weren't a good team, yet they were trying to sell you that they were going to be a lot better. That's not the case here. And it starts up front. This Iowa State football team looks so much different along the offensive and defensive lines, especially defensively. And they've had nice pieces. They've had nice guys. They've had guys that have gone on to have NFL careers. But the depth that they have. It's not about, hey, we got a couple of guys that are all conference, but... Let's not talk about the other couple of guys. No, this is, on the defensive side, six, seven, eight deep. Guys that can play at the Big 12 level. An offensive line that has flexibility now. With Julian Good-Jones playing the tackle position. He's been inside. He's been center. You have flexibility. You're building that offensive lineup. And that's where it's different for me with Iowa State. What they have on the front lines. It's, to me, Trent, that this particular coaching staff... We always thought when they hired Matt Campbell that he was a talented coach. But 
I don't think fans really understood maybe how talented, how gifted, and how good his staff was at going out and recruiting the type of players that changed the entire dynamic. They said they had to come in and change the culture. Well, I think they've accomplished that in a very short amount of time. Sometimes that takes you three, four seasons for a coach. Not here. They've, they've, they've initiated that after just two years. And it's, it's an amazing turnaround to see how the Cyclones had gone from worst, not to first, but in it to win it. And I, I, I can't wait for the Cyhawk game. I'm so jacked about that. You know it's my favorite week in college football in the state of Iowa. After what we witnessed last year and an incredible game that was just nuts. I mean, it was nuts. And I hope we get a similar game. I don't want to see 10-7. I don't want to see 12-10. I want to see... 40 38. I, I, I want it just to go absolutely nuts again and just be watching this jaw dropping experience. Only this time it'll be in Kinnick. The difference is you love this game. I, I am not I a do. big fan of the game when the teams aren't very good. When we got that, that dreadful 9 6 game, when we got. Oh, that was awful. 17 5 in a rain so Kinnick Stadium. Those aren't good games, Jimmy P. This one is different. This is a week where I will be right there with you and excited (laughs) for this football game because it's two good football teams, Jim. We don't get that very often, and and it really can be a trajectory for one team or the other and catapulting them to a special season. I think both these teams have that opportunity. I truly believe that Wisconsin, though talented, though good, that Iowa can get them in Kinnick Stadium. Now, if I had to make a straight-up bet right now, I'd still take the Badgers, but I can see that. I can envision that scenario. I don't think it's far-fetched. You couple that with the way the schedule breaks down. Outside of that, the only other game that I will be an underdog in is their matchup against Penn State on the road. Penn State. And, and I think Penn State is going to be the fourth out of the Big Four from the East Division this year. There's a chance for a special, special season. And Iowa State, well, we talked about it. I mean, everything is in front of them. The early part of the schedule is difficult. Oklahoma in Week 3, back after the game against Akron at TCU, at Oklahoma State, and then back home for West Virginia. But if they do get off to a good start, if this is a team that is even 4-2, and two, dare I say 5-1, and one, I think we'll see Iowa State in Dallas playing in the Big 12 Championship. That's how good this team can be and how much easier the back half of the schedule. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, yes. you're talking about yep. going on the road, beating an Iowa, TCU, Oklahoma State, and getting Oklahoma home. I mean, that's incredibly difficult, but it's all in front of the Hawkeyes and Cyclones this year. Jimmy B., what a time to be alive. I told you, I've been, <laughs> I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. I've never had a year like this. Have you been? Have you remembered that you have been this psyched about both teams, or was it just that you were psyched about the Hawks because they have been better uh, traditionally? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I cannot ever remember a season where I've had this kind of expectations for Iowa State. Ever. Okay, I mean, even coming off the nine and three, because the the difference between them and everybody else in the conference, the top level teams. Jimmy B, back in two thousand two, when Iowa State got off to a great start and they were ranked in the top ten. 
They went down to Oklahoma, and they were bludgeoned by the Sooners. It was 42 nothing before he could even crack open beer number two. It was ugly. That was the difference and the dichotomy between what Iowa State was and what they are today. It's not about hoping to have the right breaks or the right schedule, those kind of things. This is a good football team. I think two good football teams. And uh, September 8th can't get here soon enough. Jimmy B, football, football, football. I'm ready, pal. I, I'm, as, I'm as ready as you are. And I, I just think that barring any major injuries on either side for Iowa or Iowa State, we really can be in for something special this season. Going to be a good one. Looking forward to it. As mentioned, we got Seth Gruen stopping by here in about five minutes. We'll talk with Seth about everything going on in the Big Ten. A lot of Big Ten football with him. Get the latest on Urban Meyer and the Ohio State situation. Jim, uh, you know, yesterday we found out that this was going to be an investigation that will be done a week by of Friday. It's going to be done in two weeks. That's not the way investigations are supposed to work, right? Well, I don't know how they could just come out and put a time frame on it. Right. I thought I thought an investigation is an investigation until the investigation is completed. So what are you telling us? Well, we told you we were going to have it done in two weeks, and it's two weeks to the day, but we're still not done, so we're just going to stop. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen like like that. So. Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, look, they, they're they're privy to the information that we are not privy to. So maybe it's pretty much in black and white right in front of what this panel is going to take a look at. And maybe they believe that they can indeed reach that decision, Trent, uh, within that two-week time frame. That's the only thing I can think of is that the information is already, they already have it and they're already going over it. And that's why they said, we think we'll have this wrapped up in two weeks. An odd situation continues to get it out is. with Ohio State, and we'll get into that and a whole lot more. Big Ten football talk coming up here with Seth Gruen coming up again. Adam Teicher, he'll be joining us from ESPN. We'll talk Kansas City Chiefs football with him later on in the hour. Alex Halstead on the Cyclones at 5 o'clock. And Paul Meyerberg from USA Today, their national college football writer. He'll stop by at about 520. As we get the time out here, coming back with more on the other side, talking big football. Big Ten football next on Chibi B and TC. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. One in eight. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. 
At Komen, we think this is unacceptable. We know that this statistic represents our mothers, sisters, aunts, and friends who have to face this awful disease, and we do not intend to sit back and do nothing about it. Every step, every dollar, every voice matters. Join us for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th and help us fund national research and provide life-saving breast health services to women in our community. Get registered today at komengreateriowa.org backslash DM race. See you at the start line. Sponsored by Grapes from California. From farm families to your family, Grapes from California are grown with care. They're healthy and they make the whole family happy. So grab a bunch at Hy-Vee. Grapes from California. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. 
Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. Welcome back as we continue on here. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. And about 5.20, Paul Myersberg from USA Today. Right now, however, we're going to have some fun because Seth Gruen is joining us, Big Ten Unfiltered, and he's here on the Big Talker 1700. Seth, how are you, pal? Is your head still spinning from everything that's going on at Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, a lot to digest here. It seems like you walk away from your computer for an hour and something new develops. Certainly, uh, what was the shock of this college football season that something like this has transpired at a, you know, a major university or within a major college football program? I don't know that that, that is all that surprising, but nonetheless, obviously, it's consumed up here in Big Ten country and most college football fans at large. Seth, this is uh, interesting times uh, because it's a it was a dead period where. Coaches let players, they, they don't really have control over them. Uh, Iowa Hawkeyes had a couple of incidents with, uh, with DUIs. And then the thing at Ohio State. Is, is this, was, was that particular, I guess, half a month or so, uh, the, the dread of all dreads for college football coaches? That's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I would need to look at this in a study, and I'm sure there are people who have done it. I don't know of anything prominently done, but a study about some of these incidences and, and some of the arrests and looking at when and where they happen comparatively with the contact period. I know in talking to a lot of college football coaches, they sit there and, and hold their breath. Um, when they can't talk to or, or practice their players because, yeah, they've left control over them and a lot of them make poor decisions. Um, so I, I doubt that it's a coincidence that maybe some of this stuff transpired uh, right at the end of the non-contact period. Um, you know, but nonetheless, I think guys make better decisions. Yeah, it comes down to individual decisions, no doubt. And uh, we jump into the Ohio State situation as Urban Meyer on paid administrative leave. We will find out the uh, intel from the investigation coming up by a week from Friday, so uh, a time stamp on that. I want to start right there, Seth. Uh, Jim and I were talking about that right before we went to break. Putting a, a timeline on investigation, it, it seems ass-backwards. Yeah, I don't quite understand that either, unless they're hinting at the fact that they're going to dismiss Urban Meyer, and by then they think they'll have enough information. Uh, I think if it goes the other way, that's when people start to question that timeline. 
Uh, but if, in fact, they make a move to dismiss Urban Meyer, I don't think a lot of people are going to question uh, putting that time frame in place for the benefit uh, of those who weren't involved that are, are associated with the football program. I think, you know, when you're a player, you sign with Ohio State in good faith that, you know, this is a program that is going to obviously compete for championships, but also um, operate in a way that it's not going to get mired in these sorts of scandals. And I think part of the problem is Urban Meyer has been out in front of so much of this stuff and, and was critical of the way Florida State specifically handled Jameis Winston. And, and something just came out that Shelly Meyer, just days after the 2015 incident, was a speaker in Burn- at a Birmingham, Alabama event in which she talked about domestic violence. It's, it's a little bit like the Tiger Woods paradigm in which it, it, where when you position yourself to be something, uh, you know, somewhat of a do-gooder, whether in Tiger Woods' situation it was a family man, a good father, whether it's in Urban Meyer's situation, and Shelly Meyer's for that matter, be it, you know, stewards of good behavior, stewards of women's rights, and things of that nature, and then news like this comes out, you seem completely hypocritical. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, I think it, it obviously is, um, you know, wishy-washy at best, and it's not, it's not altogether negligent and uh, ignorant and totally dismissive of really what, what the important things are in society. Do you have a feeling either way? Trent and I had a conversation just before you came on that they came out and they said we'll have this thing wrapped up in two weeks. Uh, it was yeah, I, it was both. It, yeah, I, yeah. You got a feeling on that? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be fired. Um, I think if it's a lesser coach, I think more coaches than not would be dismissed. Would have been dismissed by now. I think Ohio State is trying to find a way to keep uh, what has been on the football field, and for my money, the second-best coach of his generation, second only to Nick Saban. Uh, I think when you saw the statement that he made indicating that he reported things through proper channels, you know that was somewhat of an indication that they might use that as an out to just maybe suspend him for, say, the nine-conference season. I think the suspension could be forthcoming, um, but my inclination is that he's actually not going to be fired. Feels that way, Seth, and that's uh, the direction that we head. Him there, him not. How big of a difference would it make if if we do see Urban Meyer have to walk the plank here and uh, he is dismissed? How big of a difference do you think it'll make in the win-loss record in 2018? I think interestingly, last year you saw Urban Meyer take somewhat of a step back uh, as it pertained to sort of the week-to-week game planning and certainly focused on it expanding the Ohio State brand more and recruiting. He talked about that a lot. Uh, my sense is that his plan, especially after, you know, what was what were really not just pockets of school play last year, but I thought that they really underwhelmed even in, in, in the games that they won. They didn't look like a national championship contending team. Uh, I think Urban Meyer probably planned to re- reassert himself more on a daily basis, in particular in the defensive game plan in the defensive game planning, I should say. Uh, does it make a difference? Yeah. Do I think they're less of a national championship contender without them? Yeah, but you're still talking about one of the most talented teams in the country, so I still think they're the favorite to win the Big Ten championship uh, in the national championship. But no doubt, losing him would be 
uh, extremely detrimental to the football program this season. That said, uh, over the course of the next offseason, I'm sure they could bring in a big man. I think that uh, we'll do some football talk now. Wisconsin, on the cover with their offensive line of Sports Illustrated, indicating the little headline was, is this the number one team in the country? Look, you cover the Big Ten. Is Wisconsin good enough to not only win the Big Ten, but also win the national title in your estimation? Yes, I do think they're good enough to win the Big Ten and the national title, and I think part of it is you know, predicated on the idea that they, they play in a really weak division. Um, it's important to have talent. It's also important to have an easy road you know, to those big games, and I think when you look at it, what this season for Wisconsin is going to boil down to is, is winning, beating Penn State, overcoming what is a tougher schedule than they had last year, but ultimately you know, it's going to come down to maybe three or four games when you talk about winning a national championship, maybe five, maybe maybe six. But I doubt even that many when you look at the schedule. I think Wisconsin's probably going to be favored in, in nearly every game it plays. Um, and at the end of the day, when you get to Indianapolis, it's about just winning three more. Um, I certainly think they have the goods to beat um, in Ohio State. And then, you know, let's say you face in Alabama, which is, the most talented team in the country almost every year, and certainly is this year when you look at just what they've got across the defensive line especially. Um, but maybe you catch them on a bad game and beat them. So, yes, I do think it's possible. Do I think this is the number one team in the country? No. Um, but I think when you look at where they're really, really good, and you lose that offensive line, you talk about Jonathan Taylor, who's a favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, they're really good at really important positions, and ball control is going to be the name of the game for them, and then, you know, Trent, we've talked about this on the podcast. It's, 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 it's somewhat of a mystery uh, when it comes to Alex Hornibus, but if he's able to reach that potential, if Paul Chris is able to you know, mold him into that all-league type player, then I, I think Wisconsin's going places. Michigan uh, is one of the teams that's hoping to reap the awards of what's happening at Ohio State. We've talked a lot in the past about Shea Patterson and what he did at Ole Miss, obviously eligible right away. But it's not going to matter if that offensive line doesn't get better. Last year, 117th in the country in sacks per pass attempt. The offensive line, are you hopeful from a Michigan perspective that they're going to be better up front on the offense? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that assessment. I think that um, certainly, you know, you, you need better play up front be consistent on that side of the football. With that said, they haven't really had a quarterback, a championship-winning type quarterback. I know they hope Jay Patterson is that guy. And at ESPN did its ranking of top 50 college football players. I was surprised to see Patterson 25th on that list. Uh, I think a lot of Michigan fans are hoping that you know Patterson can make some plays with his feet. Uh, you know, he's pretty good throwing off the run. Um, I think he's got good pocket presence and, and is adept at making subtle movements to keep plays alive. So I think a lot of that is going to be on his shoulders, more so than the offensive line getting better. I, I think, you know, I'm a betting man, so, you know, <laughs> we, we, we can make a process here. I think if I'm betting on the Michigan offensive line getting better or Shea Patterson's ability 
being able to maybe eradicate some of those deficiencies, I'll take the latter. You know, it's it's funny, Seth, that we sit here and it seems in that I can remember covering the Big Ten the last seven, eight years, that it's always in the West, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Um, how do they continue to do it? I, I mean, it's it seems like it used to be they just get big old farm boys and and just run it down your throat uh, over and over and over again. But it seems now that in the last two seasons that they have gone maybe even more uh, past being just a all in running team. Doesn't mean they won't run the ball; they will. But they have multiple looks now. Have you seen that as well? Well, I, I think what I've seen is they're trying to become more multidimensional um, and doing so with Alex Honnabuck. But I think, you know, more to your point, just about how they play this brand of football that's kind of boring, kind of plotting. Although, you know, it's pretty exciting when you've got Melvin Gordon as your running back or, you know, right. uh, Jonathan Taylor. But I think that this program knows who it is. Um, and it starts with, they went out and hired in Paul Cripps. That's not a guy who's going to win the press conference. You're not going to hear people fawning all over in the Big Ten media days like Pat Fitzgerald, but, but he's Madison, born and bred. Uh, he's coached there. He's a very Alvarez guy. You know, he's a great fit, and we talk about fit a lot when it comes to college football and basketball coaches. I think they know who they are in recruiting. They know that they have to go out and find those diamonds in the rough. And look how they find Tom Jonathan Taylor. He was on his way to Harvard. Uh, and Wisconsin swooped in at the last minute and found a guy who's played day one of his true freshman season. Um, you know, I think they remain committed to the run. I think they recruit really, really well on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think they're adept at developing players. I think, obviously, they've branded themselves as O-line U. Um, and if you look at their pregame notes and, and some of the creativity that, that the media relations department even does, even does they, they talk about and boast about all the dollars that you know former off, Wisconsin offensive linemen have made in the NFL. No doubt they use that as recruiting. So they really know who they are. And, and I think also we're seeing them expand um, their base of recruitment a little bit more, certainly want to dominate regionally and, and, you know, they'll go into California. I think we'll see them start to go into Florida um, as they become more recognized across the country and obviously uh, playing more primetime games, which we'll see this week. Good stuff. Hey, Seth, ran out of time. Going to give you a little studying for next time. I know you've looked at it. Big 10 win totals over-unders. When we talk uh, hopefully next week, we'll try to get your best bets on the over and under win totals in the Big 10. Sound good? Well, yeah, looking forward to it. I'll be my home. That sounds good. Seth Gruen joining us here from the Big Ten Unfiltered Podcast as we get the time out. More football talk coming up on the other side. We're going to be talking Kansas City Chiefs football. Adam Teicher from ESPN.com. He's up next here as we take you up until 6 o'clock. It's Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. 
Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. For today, scattered showers and thunderstorms possible with a high near 84, clearing skies overnight tonight with a low near 64. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Taylor Knust. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Hi, Tom Bodette. If Motel 6 were an article of clothing, it would have to be a pair of jeans. Nothing that would bedazzle a fashionista, mind you. Just a comfortable American classic that would rather have more in the pockets than on them. That's Motel 6. Nothing fancy, just a clean, comfortable room for a great low price. And with the money you save, you can maybe get yourself a jean jacket, too. See you at the fashion show. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. We continue on taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight, Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG. This portion of the program brought to you by Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Looking for a spot after work tonight. Dinner, just a drink. Bennigan's on Merle Hay, our presenting sponsor here on the program. Time to talk some Kansas City Chiefs football. And joining us, one of uh, my favorites throughout my years of doing this, Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. Long time with the Kansas City Star. He d- joins us. And Teich, we were talking right before we came on. Boy, it's good to have football back. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, sometimes, hey, you don't want to pay full price for a preseason game. And I get why fans grumble about that. But when you sit down and watch it on TV or you're there, forget about the price of the tickets. It's still good to have it. I love the preseason. It's not the regular season. Don't get me wrong, but it's still good football. And uh, I I can't wait to see the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to be one of the most interesting teams in the league. I don't know how good they'll be. I think they'll be one of the most interesting teams in the league this year. Well, and a big reason for that is obviously the new quarterback in year number two with Patrick Mahomes. And sounds like Thursday night we'll have the game here as we are Central Iowa's home of the Kansas City Chiefs on 1700. We're going to see a lot of Patrick Mahomes compared to most quarterbacks in preseason game number one. What, a, a full quarter of action? Well, I think they'll make that decision as the game goes along. You know, I think if the, if the Chiefs get in a good possession on their first possession, you know, good meaning, you know, eight or nine plays or whatever, mm-hmm. I think he'll, uh, Andy Reid will pull the plug at that point. But, you know, if, uh, <laughs> if it's going to be a three and out and they get the ball back late in the first quarter, yeah, I do think they will play uh, the entire first quarter. But I wouldn't expect this to go more than one drive or say nine or 10 plays, whatever, whatever comes first. I would, uh, would think uh, Andy Reid will, will pull the plug at that point. Do you have any, uh, any issues at all about the interceptions that he's thrown in camp, or do you just sort of blow that off? It's camp and I, I just want to get the games going and see how the guy performs. No, I, I don't, you know, I think you have to pay attention to it. I mean, it's he's a young guy who, uh, you know, still figuring things out, and, and you know he's going to see some things in games that uh, defensive coordinators, opposing defensive coordinators have cooked up for him that are going to be trying to confuse him. And I, I don't think you just blow it off and, and chalk it up just to practice. I, I think you, you need to take these issues seriously. That doesn't mean he's going to be throwing a bunch during the games, but if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to subject your defense to bad situations where you're you're, you're backed up and you're putting a, a defense that might struggle on its own. You don't want to be putting them in a lot of bad situations and where they're backed up, starting backed up toward their own goal line. You know, the Chiefs. This is an issue they just haven't had to deal with much the last few years because Alex Smith did such a great job taking care of the ball, 
And, uh, you know, it's definitely a situation to watch. I don't think this is DEFCON 5 or time to sound the alarms or anything like that. It's not a, a situation where the Chiefs need to panic about this, but uh, they, they need to uh, um, be mindful of it. And uh, um, I, I think the situation does bear watching for sure. Tice, it's a, a right of summer camp as we uh, get ready for the season, guys. You know, wearing the different uniforms, uh, might be the red uniform, might be green, whatever it is, saying they're dinged up, and everybody hold on to your hats. Sammy Watkins is hurt again. What a shocker, right, Teich? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came up lame uh, uh, yesterday's practice. He left a little early because of a sore hip. My understanding is not a, a huge deal, but the Chiefs are trying to be um, to take take uh, you know, be cautious about this thing, as they probably should be mm-hmm. for a guy who's making sixteen million dollars a year. So uh, I would he didn't practice again today. That's their last practice before uh, Thursday night's game. So I, I wouldn't expect that he would be out there against Houston, and we'll probably have to wait at least another week for his uh, Chiefs debut. Interesting. Uh, I'm real curious about your thoughts now on the AFC West. As you look around and some of the national pundits have the San Diego Chargers winning the division, uh, you have uh, – Nobody really knows what Denver is going to be now that Case Keenum is the quarterback. The Raiders with a brand-new head coach, and they cannot get Khalil Mack uh, in the camp. So where are you right now? One, the Chiefs' chances, and two, how good of a division do you think the AFC West is going to be? Yeah, um, I like the Chiefs' chances. I don't know if I'd call them the favorite, but I think they have maybe as good a shot as anybody. Um, you know, I, I, I like. Uh, you know, I'm not as much of a Chargers fan as everybody else, but uh, they have a lot going for them out in LA. So uh, it'll be an interesting race. Uh, I think the AFC West is really maybe the only division this year you could make a reasonable case for any of the four teams to win it at this point. Um, although I, I do think it'll come down to either the Chiefs and the Chargers. But I could make you a reasonable case that the Broncos will win the division or the uh, um, Raiders would win the division. So it's going to be an interesting race this year as, as far as how good it was going to be. You know, I, I was really surprised last year. I thought it would be one of the deeper divisions in the NFL, and it really wasn't. Uh, you know the Chiefs won it with uh, with ten wins. Could have even won it. Would have won it had they not won that last game of the regular season. They could have won it with nine, and that that really surprised me. I I, I didn't think. Uh, I thought uh, whoever would win the AFC West last year would have needed a lot more than nine to to get it done. So it's gonna. It, it's. Uh, I don't see this being a powerhouse. You know, right now I don't see two teams coming out of the division two or more coming out of the division and making the playoffs. But, uh, you know, they, it's kind of a tough schedule. They, they all play the uh, AFC West, uh, sorry, NFC West team. So, you know, you got the 49ers in there and the, and the, uh, the Rams in there. So it's going to be some interesting games for those teams. So it's going to be an interesting year in the division. I think they're all interesting, but uh, I, I don't see this as being one of the better years for the division, no. Adam, I saw your your write up yesterday talking about Kareem Hunt, a guy that thrust onto the scene a year ago, but didn't play a whole lot as a third down back in third down packages. Kansas City a little bit concerned about what he was as a pass blocker. What have you seen from him from camp in that aspect, and and do you think we're going to see him 
a lot more on third down? Are they still going to maybe try to keep down the amount of touches for him? What do you expect to see with Kareem Hunt out there even more this season? Well, I know the Chiefs want to get him out there more often on third downs because uh, he is a pretty good receiver and certainly good in, in space with the ball in his hand. Uh, you know, he was able to show last year in camp, uh, and, and really, you remember in the Thursday night game that started the season against New England, he's, he's able to get down the field, beat coverage down the field, and make a play like a wide receiver. So there's, there's some maybe untapped uh, potential for the Chiefs there. But you're right, he's got to be a better pass blocker. And yesterday they had a drill, it was a one-on-one drill, where the, the running back is um, uh, matched up against a blitzing linebacker, and uh, uh, Kareem Hunt just whiffed. Uh, he just he never even touched the guy on his block, and then the, uh, the, 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 the linebacker, uh, guy by the name of Terrence Smith, was able to go on in and, and get the job done. So um, you know, that, there's, that's a sign there's more work to be done there. Um, it's just an isolated play, and you don't want to make too much of one play, but it's evident that um, he's got a little more work to do there. And uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people sort of wondering what Kareem Hunt's going to produce from a fantasy aspect this year, and I think that's one way he can grow is to become more of a productive as a receiver. He still caught 40-some passes, I think, last year. I think he's, what, fourth on the Chiefs and catches, so... Uh, uh, third or fourth, so you know it's not like he was a complete wash last year. But I, I know the Chiefs uh, want to get more out of him that way too. Where are you on the defensive side of the ball uh, with some the changes that have been made? Are they as solid as they have been in the past? Better than in the past, or do you think that they won't be quite as good? Um. I think it's pretty evident that they're going to be a better team against the run. They'll play better run defense okay. than they did last year. I know that's a pretty low bar, but I think they'll be significantly better. You know, they get back one of their better run defenders in Eric Berry. Um, you know, they really feel good about their two inside linebackers, Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland. Hitchens is their big defensive free agent, and Ragland was the guy they traded for this time last year. But he was coming off a knee injury, and he got to the Chiefs late, so uh, he didn't have a huge impact for him last year. But they're they're thinking he will this year, and I agree with them. So I, I think they'll be better. Um, and it, the other thing is, you know, last year when opponents ran the ball, the Chiefs a lot of times were playing with nine guys in effect because Marcus Peters had no interest in helping out uh, against the run. So I, I think the Chiefs will be better against the run. To me, the whole thing hinges on their pass rush. Um, I, I think if the Chiefs can get a big season out of D Ford um, to go along with Justin Houston, I, I think that that's um, uh, you know that that's the key to this thing defensively. If they can rush the passer more like they did in Randy Reed's early uh, seasons with the Chiefs, you know, in, in 2013, 14, and 15, they were among the top ten in the league in sacks. In the last two years, they've been in the bottom ten. And if they, they need to get that number back up, and if they can this year, I, I think they'll they they can be a, a you know a, a maybe fifteen to twenty uh, ranked defensive team, and that's going to be good enough because they're going to be good enough offensively. They'll score some points offensively. So uh, if the Chiefs can just get into the middle of the league, um, I think they'll be okay defensively. And uh, I just I'm 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 not convinced they they have it with the pass rush. We'll have to see uh, how that goes. 28th last year in total defense for the Chiefs and looking to prove upon that. Former Hawkeye Anthony Hitchens a part of it. And uh, another former Hawkeye trying to make the team. Last 30 seconds here, Teich. Uh, ben Neiman, does he got a shot of making the 53-man roster? 
uh, an outside shot. You know, he's kind of an interesting guy. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs have been impressed by what they've seen from him. Um, I, I think it's going to be the games are going to be big for him the preseason because um, it, you know he needs to show well on special teams. I know the Chiefs are eager to see what he's got in that area, and if he can help him out, if he's like a standout on special teams, I, I think he has an outside shot to make it. At this point, I'd say more likely the practice squad, but uh, hey, I, I'm not writing him off yet. I'm looking forward to it. Teich, is always great catching up with you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll try to do this again here in a couple weeks. Hey, anytime, guys. That is Adam Teicher, ESPN.com beat writer on the Kansas City Chiefs. Joining us here today, Jimmy B., you know, the Chargers, as, as you mentioned, Jim, mm-hmm. they're yep. many people's favorite here, but I, I think this one's pretty simple. I, I do believe they're going to be better defensively. It all comes down to Patrick Mahomes, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And is it a little scary with all the picks that he's thrown already? Well, I think you have to take notice of it. Mm-hmm. And I think Tice was right when he said defensive coaches – that the defensive secondary, they're going to change their schemes and give them all kinds of different looks to try to confuse him. And the key point will be, will he be able to handle that or not as the season progresses? Looking forward to it as we get the time out here. Coming back with a busy, busy 5 o'clock hour. We kick it off talking Cyclones with Alex Halstead, then Paul Meyerberg on college football, a national perspective with the national writer from USA Today. Still one more hour to go. Stick and stay right there. Back with more on the other side. It's Jimmy B and TC. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KVGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher's Rare Coins.com. Why wait? Don't hesitate. Come on, let's get away. Being in Des Moines, you just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. 
sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to Geico. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, Geico cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The Geico legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half-submerged on the ocean floor, with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder. Chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Knock some projects off your to-do list without having to do them yourself. Every day, over 8,000 homeowners turn to the Home Depot's home services to help install garage doors, HVAC units, windows, bathroom models, nearly any home improvement project. All done by licensed local pros backed by the Home Depot. It's the smartest way to get from to-do to done. Schedule an appointment today at homedepot.com slash home services. The Home Depot. More saving. More do it. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and...